As iron sharpens iron, darling, so it is one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anainan Otterwell and Cynthia Lyon, building strong women of color, the cultivation of the mindset. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woman Ride Podcast. I'm Cynthia Lyon and I'm here with my lovely co-host and partner, Anainan Otterwell. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode. We've got so much in store for you guys and I actually can't wait for us to dive deep into this topic. But anyway, Anainan Otterwell will be the one to introduce today's topic. Hey everybody and thank you Cynthia Lyon for introducing me. So today it's about to get naked. We'll be having a conversation on nudity, how it affects our brains and the negative effects that it has on the generation. So please stay tuned. So for those who don't know what nudity is, nudity is nakedness, but I feel like there are major two differences or made the two major types of um nudity would be nakedness the first one would be nakedness as in like your birthday suit like you know naked no clothes on nothing whatsoever and the second type of nudity would be where you have pieces of clothing on but you're still showing too much skin so this would be like just having like your normal bar and panty your sexy lingerie that would be another form of nudity so it doesn't necessarily pertain to like full-on nakedness so for me i feel like there are two reasons for nudity the first one being body positivity campaigns and the second one being for sexual reasons um basically this is where you basically um promoting your your sexuality vibes and um i do understand the body positivity campaigns and i feel as though they're playing a huge role in today's society um especially for those people whose society would classify as fat and are having beautiful body or things like that i feel like body positivity campaigns are really helping them so much because they get to start accepting their bodies and be like you know what stretch marks are normal belly fat is normal saggy boobs are normal cellulite all of these things basically thick is okay normal and i don't mean thick in terms of society's description i mean thick as in not the lovely curvy everything looks all perfect kind of thick i mean the thick where things are just not in order i could say so i feel as though um prom- promoting nudity through that way is helpful for for those who really need it who really struggle with their bodies uh but i also feel as though is it necessary for people to do body positivity campaigns through nudity like do you guys have to be naked do you guys have to have just your bra and your panty on can't you guys just still promote you know different body types while being fully clothed you know so yeah that's just one of the reasons i one of the reasons for nudity body positivity campaigns and the second one is obviously i already said um sexuality or for sexual purposes this is when you just trying to just show off your body you know your curves everything um sexual poses for pictures getting the likes that's just for your personal sexual reasons i could say or maybe you're just trying to charm the people you're trying to blow up your dms that's another reason for nudity um and then also well what do you think are the reasons for nudity why do people do it um just like you said with uh, body positivity i feel like it's a good thing i mean i'm one person that actually struggled with accepting my body it really took me a very long time to accept i feel like if i was exposed to those campaigns 
at an earlier age, maybe it wouldn't be such a drag for me to accept my body later because it really took me a very long time. So it is a good thing they're doing a good job. But I feel like there's, there also should be a line that is drawn. I mean, you can't uh, be saying you you want people to accept their bodies, but you actually just showing off everything. I feel they can just do it in writing, even though there's like a picture, but like the, the, the caption should be the one that explains fully. The picture you can still post when you're fully dressed and you actually tell them that um belly fat is okay but you dressed like we can still see that you you have belly fat mara the caption will actually tell that okay this picture is actually based on this even with stretch marks you don't really have to show your butt and show people that you have stretch marks i mean stretch marks on your butt you can still tell us that stretch marks are normal i'm experiencing this and this is how i'm trying to uh i mean uh, treat them or something you don't really have to show pictures. So even though they're doing a good thing into encouraging people that they should accept their bodies the way they are, there should be a line that is drawn. That's my view. And what's your view? Well, I had already said that um, I also feel as though it is necessary because it's helping so many women out there who are struggling to accept their bodies, um, those who have stretch marks all over or cellulites or you know, your saggy boobs, all these campaigns are actually helping them and boosting their confidence. So I absolutely love seeing that. I love seeing big women, like, fully embrace that they're big and they don't have a problem with that. Like, they just embrace it completely. It's absolutely amazing. It's so empowering. I love seeing that. But at the same time, I do agree with you. Like, a line has to be drawn because I feel like, you know, why, like, I don't like the whole idea of, all your followers or the whole world knowing every inch of your body, every corner, every angle, because you've just exposed your whole body to the world. You know what I mean? I I just don't, yeah, as you said, like, can't you do body positivity campaigns while fully dressed? Do you have to do it nude? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, basically we have the same views on that. And what do you think about people doing it for sexual reasons? <laughs> What's that one, Ness? <laughs> like, I don't even get the reason. Why. Are you doing it for likes? Do you want your DMs to fly? I mean, to, to be flooded by guys telling you that you look sexy. I'm like, why are they even doing that? And then the next thing, they'll be complaining that they're being harassed. Okay, so touch on later on, but I mean, I really don't see the reason why people should be doing that. What are you teaching us? What should we draw from you? Especially if you're an influencer and you post that type of a picture, what are you influencing us? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't get, and I don't even why, why, I don't even know why they're doing it. They're probably doing it for their own personal reasons, but it's really a bad thing to do. I feel like there the was a filter option on Instagram where you can just filter things that you need to see because it's really just so annoying to go on Instagram and be finding people that are just not even dressed. Yeah. Okay. So what you're telling me is that you're on vacation, you're dressed in sexy swimwear and you take pictures and you absolutely love them, you're not going to post those pictures on social media at all. There's actually one thing that I I like. There's this one girl that I follow on Instagram. 
uh, she always goes on vacation. I mean, on vacations, she loves water and she's always like posting different pictures in her swimsuit. But the way she posts them, you'd not even see anything because she actually cuts. You see, anything like she cuts her legs, man. So even though you can see that, okay, this yeah, person is really like a but there's really nothing you can really fantasize about if you're a guy. Because you can say that, okay, the picture is beautiful, but you like there's nothing. Like there's nothing that you can see. You can see that it's I'm not as like, sexual. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's you, it's neutral, basically. Yeah. So that's what I've actually uh, picked up that you can still post, but you still need to draw a line now. We're good time, man. This is too much. Yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? Would you would you post? Ish. <laughs> I have mixed emotions about that because firstly, um I feel as though I have a good a great body. Like it's not obviously society's standards, but everything is it's <laughs> it's intact. Like yeah, if yeah, I yeah. complain about my body, honestly, people who are struggling with body weights and stuff would look at me and be like, girl, you're so ungrateful. So I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with like your cellulite, your dontonis, dontonis. So everything is fine and petite, go sharp. So I feel as though I wouldn't mind. You know, I'm comfortable with my body. I look great in a swimsuit. So I wouldn't mind. But at the same time, I'm also just like, I don't want people knowing my body like that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. so uh, I don't know. There's this one celebrity. I don't want to mention names. Um, she's a South African celebrity. Oh my gosh, this woman is always she's beautiful and she's a great body, but she has never even posted one picture in her swimwear. So that kind of makes you, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just a thing of she dresses beautifully. She dresses sexy. Your tight dresses showing the curves and everything, but you will never ever see her in swimwear like she's never posted any picture like that and I think it just it just puts some respect on you as a person and obviously now it makes people people can see you beautiful but I don't know it just plays on their minds of ish dude I just wonder how she looks like without this without that you know when she actually has swimwear on you know but this thing of we know every angle of your body we know how your butt looks like like you're always posting such things man why must the whole world know that it's really so annoying um so tell me isn't it when you go for uh let me say miss south africa competitions or your miss province whatever whatever isn't it they're supposed to dress like they're supposed to wear swimming costumes yeah right don't you think it also contributes to nudity? Do you think like it's the right thing for, I mean, the right thing to do that they should make girls to be dressed like that so that they can actually contest in everything? Okay, so um, I used to model before, but it was like a short while. And I think the reason why I enjoyed it at that specific time was because I was, I wasn't, it wasn't like a beauty pageant where it's like it's a competition. 
you know, we were just modeling design, local designers clothes. So I think that's why I enjoyed it because I knew that I'm not going to be wearing any swimwear. We're going to be fully dressed. We're wearing wedding gowns, um, traditional wear, things like that. So we're fully dressed and it's not a competition of who's more beautiful or more intelligent or whatever. It was just beautiful faces modeling the clothes of local designers. I think that is one thing that I enjoyed during that short period when I was modeling. But now the reason why I never wanted to take it any further was actually because uh, one of the reasons was because of what you asked the whole having to wear swimwear in front of a huge crowd and I got a model first of all at that time I had my own insecurities and I've got stretch marks on the sides of my my booty so now I was like oh my gosh like everybody's gonna see that and Mm. I I just I didn't understand understand that segment of the whole beauty contest. Why, why is it necessary to, to wear swimwear? I, I, I still don't get it. Like, I think it's not, I think it's wrong. Honestly, I feel like it should be scrapped out. Like why? Cause yeah. that is definitely going to make other people feel insecure. Cause in the competition, there are definitely girls who have like the most perfect bodies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they don't have stretch marks, slim waist. Like Yonkinto is just in order. And then you look at yourself and you're like, hi, hi. Like, I, I don't like that segment, honestly, because I don't see why it's necessary. What do you think about that segment? Now that we're talking about it, Ness, what, <laughs> like, what if people are actually voting because of that? Not that they they listen to, even if they ask them questions and then they answer. Yeah. So maybe uh, most of them, they win because of, the, of how they answered the question. But what if most people are voting because of the body? Honestly speaking, ne? Uh-huh. Um, the person's physical appearance, for me, I think it plays a huge role more than how they answer the questions. Yeah, obviously, if, like, in a way, okay, no offense, we don't go, like, you're not going to make it that far in the competition because the way you answer is going to be the reason why you get eliminated. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I feel like at the end, at the end, it's not going to be the most intelligent one who won the competition. It's never going to be like that. But I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's going to be the one who's l- like the least intelligent who's going to win. That's also never going to be the case. But it's going to be something like that. But that nerdy <laughs> nerd, nerdy, 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 the nerdiest one, that's not going to be the one who wins because the physical appearance actually plays a huge role because when people vote they didn't they're not voting most people are not voting because if she has she answers the question so well every time they are influenced remember the person's first impression is how they look like if you're gonna meet a guy on the street and he stops you and he asks for your number it's not going to be the things that he said that's going to make you give him your number first of all the first thing that you're going to be drawn to him by are his looks i get so that's the same thing if we're going to start voting i'm going to have seen oh she looks so beautiful oh her smile oh her eyes i love her hair oh my gosh she has a great body way before she's even asked any questions meaning i already know "Ah, this one's my favorite so that does play a role and when you see them in that like modeling that segment of the contest where now they're wearing swimwear of course that is now yeah that's where you automatically now you have a favorite for the rest of the show because now you're like yo not only is she beautiful look at her body look at her legs you don't even care Mm -hmm. sometimes if she like 
she flunked an answer because you'd be like, ah, Mara, that was a tough question. Mara, anyway, she would, she looked beautiful. Like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that once you 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 like a, a specific um, candidate like so much, you like you don't mind about it? Yeah, you you're not gonna think too much about Ishmara. You'll be like, ah, Mara, she flopped the answer. But then you're gonna be like, ah, but I'm still gonna vote for her. Like she looked gorgeous. Mm-mm-mm. So clearly, the physical appearance weighs more. It does, and I feel like it's actually Yeti. Maybe there are a lot of people that really want to join pageants, but because of the fact that they need to wear women costumes and they have stretch marks, now that disqualifies them. Like, they don't want to do it because of that. So, Vele, the segment should be scrapped out, Shem. So, how do you think that uh, nudity has a negative effect on kids? Okay. So firstly, um, you have to establish when is the right age to start locking the bathroom door and not letting them in, okay? Um, because that's probably, and you'd realize that that's probably the time where they start asking questions like, why do you have hair growing on that area? Why this? Why that? What are these two things that are hanging basically like boobs? So that's when they start being inquisitive and that's when you should start locking the bathroom and not letting them in but at the same time you see i feel like this is why they like have your own kids so you can decide which parenting styles to use because some parents would argue that it's 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 best to let them in and then explain okay my dear you're gonna grow up and then you're gonna start having puberty hair coming out of this area in your armpits and whatever it's completely normal these these are called stretch marks these these are boobs you're gonna grow them when you start growing as well and later on they're gonna start being saggy that's absolutely normal you use these to breastfeed, uh, breastfeed kids and stuff like that. So I feel like some parents would be like, they would vouch for you like taking showers and baths with the kids so that you basically can teach them. And if they ask questions, let them be inquisitive because kids are obviously inquisitive, very inquisitive. Like let them ask questions. May Let them be comfortable to ask you whatever. And then you get to be the one to explain these things to them instead of letting them learn all these things from Google. Right, because if they're gonna be like, "What are boobs on Google?" Google's gonna show them pornography, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> so <laughs> some parents would be like, "Rather they ask you and don't chase them away when they're being inquisitive, or shut them down. Rather, rather explain it to them yourself than letting another stranger or people from school or friends explain it to them." But other parents would be like, "No." This is where I draw the line. Don't come in when I'm taking baths or showers. You lock the room. You they, they don't see you naked anymore. And then basically you never explain anything to them. And then they'll just grow up and find themselves going through puberty. And now all of a sudden you're having pubic hair coming out of your armpits. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Because yeah. you never told them, you know. So um, I kind of am like one foot in on the other side and the other foot on the other side. Because it's, it's a very tough one. I won't lie. Um, it's a tough one because hey, kids can start asking way too many questions. But I think one thing I do agree with, with regards to parental nudity, is let it be the same sex. Meaning, since I'm female, let, I'll, I'll take baths or showers with um, kids that are also female. You know what I mean? Rather yeah. than me taking baths with 
uh, a boy, a boy child. Rather, I take baths with a girl child so that I can maybe explain, oh, this is this, this these are boobs, this is pubic hair, this is what, this is what, these are stretch marks, you know. I feel like I'd be comfortable if they start being inquisitive because we're the same gender and I know that they're actually going to go through this when they grow up. They're actually going to have breasts. They're going to have all these things. You know what I'm saying? And I can decide how to navigate the whole body positivity on them so that when they grow up, they just know, you know, my mom used to tell me I'm beautiful. She used to tell me I look gorgeous, even though I'm fat for a child my age or whatever. Then they will grow up confident. They won't have to go through the whole low self-esteem because of, you know, their bodies and stuff. So I I think I, I vouch for parental nudity only if it's the same gender. So that means if you're a guy, then you will be taking showers or baths with your son, not with your daughter. Like, I don't agree with that. I mean, what are you going to say to your girl child who asks, Daddy, what is that? And by that, <laughs> I'm referring to uh, a penis. Like, what are you going to say? You know, yeah. now imagine like a girl child is now, now you guys are sitting in the lounge and then your girl child comes, she's like, Oh, mom, so today dad told me about a penis. Like, that no <laughs> i don't <laughs> that's just weird so that's why i'm like i'd only vouch for it if it's um um the same gender so you can basically navigate how you're gonna teach them about the different body parts and that okay when you grow up this is how it's gonna be vibes you know what i'm saying but also yeah. you can also also you can also decide to cut um or draw the line cut it at a specific age for example um i might choose okay i don't have kids yet but i might choose to to take showers with my niece until maybe the age of i don't know seven maybe at seven i'm like no or maybe at eight or nine i'm like okay she's approaching the teenage years let me give her space because sooner or later later sorry she's gonna start like developing breasts so she's gonna start feeling uncomfortable she's gonna uh, go through menstrual her first menstrual cycle then now she's gonna feel uncomfortable no don't walk into the bathroom because like she's changing a pad or you know basically once you hit puberty like puberty like things are no longer the same you probably used to be excited to take baths with me but now you just want your own space so I feel like um, also just draw a line where you're like, okay, I feel like my kids now shouldn't see me naked. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think you can also draw the line. Okay, so that's that's just with regards to parental nudity. Nudity, but now, okay, let me first ask you with regards to parental nudity before we move to social media affecting kids. What do you think about parental nudity? Well, I, I actually, like, while we were, you were busy talking, I was like, you know what, I'm actually so grateful that we got to have this conversation because you are giving me a picture of the type of mother that I, I really want to be. Because when we were growing up, we, I mean, our parents did not even tell us that, no, when you get to this age you'll be experiencing this and this and that you'll be having pubic hair you'll be having uh, you'll experience menstruation and whatever like you just had to grow and know those things they did not really sit you down and mm. tell you about all. and I know that um they used to prepare a bath for me and my brother like with bath I mean my little brother with bath at the same time but when I started being on my periods they just um changed like now I was not supposed to have a bath with him they did not really tell I mean 
talk to us directly that now you need to stop taking a bath with your brother when you dress up you should not come to into your bedroom like they just stopped him from doing that they were indirectly telling him to stop but they did not really sit us down and tell us so when we grew up that's when we knew that okay now this is why it's supposed to be like that so with what you said i really i'd like to be a parent that actually sits uh, the kid down and tell them because it really helps in them accepting their body like you said and them knowing what they're going to be exposed to at uh at their teen age you know so mm. even with what you said about like it should be same gender it's true i mean because <laughs> if they're <laughs> exposed to let's say what they see on tv maybe isn't it on tv they just show things maybe they show people having sex and then you have a, a, a boy and a girl they they might try to do that together mm-hmm. yeah like so, and they don't even know the consequences of it so now mm-hmm. if you join that your 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 kids if they're not of the same gender they should not be in the same room together then at least they'll know that this is not supposed to be done so that's what uh i can say about um uh, parental nudity Okay, that that's very informative. And yeah, you're right. I think while we're having this conversation is making us realize, even me as well, that I'd like to be the parent that teaches my my kids about about things, you know? Because I was also never told, hey, you're gonna go through menstruation. Like, mm. you know, and I, I, I would see my mom and my sister buying pads, but I just I just didn't get, I didn't know what was going on. Ganti, why do you wear pads? What's, you know? And I was never, like, it was never told to me by then. I learned about it from school. That's why I'm just like, if you're not going to be the one to tell your kids these things, then they're definitely going to learn about it somewhere else. So are you touch, are you trusting the teachers at school to teach your kids about sex or to teach your kids about menstruation and all those other things or would you rather do it yourself first so that you make sure that you say it in a way that you feel is best because i mean yo the first time we had like a proper sex talk was in high school and at the end of the sex talk they handed out free condoms so now (laughs) as a parent are you really going to trust strangers to be the ones giving your kids sex education because they're going to tell you oh they were telling us that um masturbation is okay and you should do it rather do that than go out and have sex with people that you don't want to or if you want to have sex it's also okay they're telling us the health benefits of it but they're like you must use protection like if a parent were to walk in and hear that they'll be like hey why are you teaching my kids that it's okay (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i'm like as a parent then you have to decide to be the first one to explain these things to the kids so that they don't get information outside because the information outside could be said in a way that would be destructive to the kid Mm. you know so it would have been great to also just know oh you're gonna go you're gonna get pubic like yo dude i did not know how to deal with pubic hair hey and only later it was a matter of okay now my mom is like you can use no hair like the product no hair but like it was at first, I just didn't know, and I didn't want the hair on me, but I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it sucks. And the other thing is that they don't even teach you how to put how to put on a pad. The next thing you'll be bloating at school. <laughs> it, it 
dude, dude, girl, bye. No, no, no. So I feel like rather talk about these things. And yes, it should be same sex. Because I mean, as a guy, you know what you guys go through um, or when you guys are turned on and you get erected, an erected penis or things like that. You can explain that to your kid once your kid is starting to experience those things because you understand it better than for me to explain to a boy child. Like, what do I know about the male body? And how it operates. I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah, But what about sex. those kids that don't have like father figures at home? We know that some guys really <laughs> just escape after <laughs> after kids, <laughs> after impregnating girls. So where are but those uh, boy child gonna get those type of education? Hey, and we have a lot of what is it? Dead beats. Dead yeah, parents, yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know what? Um this is where the mothers have to step up or whoever the parental guardian is. So if it's, if it's like the mother is no longer there, then the father has to step up. If the, the father is no longer there, the mother has to step up. Um, and I feel like mothers are the ones who would be more comfortable having that conversation with a boy child than for fathers having that conversation with a girl child. I mean, yeah. fathers are very awkward. Imagine talking to your daughter about periods. It's weird. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like it's the parents' responsibility um, to to basically, I'm not going to say fill both roles because you can never, if you're a woman, you're going to be a mother. You can never be a mother and a father at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you, you'd have to talk to both of your kids. You'd have to explain to the female child and also to the male child what's going to go on, this and that and that and that. Because like at the end of the day, they don't have... That, that proper father figure. So what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen? Are you going to shut that child out and only focus on the other one? That's unfair. It's not like they asked for their father to be like a deadbeat parent. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. So with regards to social media, you know what? We can try and protect our kids Okay, by the way, I don't have kids yet, <laughs> but we can try. <laughs> hey, these days you have to be very careful what you're saying because, hey, but anyway, it's very important to teach your kids or the younger ones, your nieces, nephews, whatever, um, to teach them about all these things. But at the same time, what I want to say is now there's only so much you can protect them from because... Mm. Um, now I have like younger brothers who who started using these gadgets at a young age, like your cell phones, tablets, um, at a very young age compared to me. Um, they own they, they started owning phones like earlier than I did, like at a younger age than I did, you know? Because when we were still growing up, yeah, cell phones already existed, guys. We're not that old. But when we <laughs> when we were still young. <laughs> We, we actually got to be kids and fully experience having fun and going to play with your friends and coming back late and getting a beating because you got back home late. You know, we got to just live and not be worried about social media. We didn't even know about all these other things. So now yeah. they're growing up in a time where most of these kids now, they don't want to play soccer. Like they just want to, they, they just want to play FIFA instead of going <laughs> outside to play soccer, you know? So yeah. things have changed. So now they they got to start using these gadgets from a very young age. Like 
So now if they can do all those things, what's stopping them from like going to Google and typing something and then bam, certain things appear. Like there's only so much you can do. Um, uh, there's definitely one thing a parent can do and I vouch for this would be parental guidance on DSTV because you can set that option and you can control the the TV programs that they can watch, that they have access to. And I think that is extremely important because we'd be chilling with our parents watching generations back then. And then we would see a couple kissing and the other one is wearing lingerie and it's just all sexual, even though they're not, we don't see them actually having sex. But I mean, it's still some form of nudity seeing a woman with lingerie or seeing the guy with his six pack and only just wearing underwear and they're flirting and they're kissing. That is not something that young kids are supposed to be seeing. And I think also with parents or particularly black parents, they don't care. Like, how can I put this? I've told my aunt so many times, please, can you use the parental guidance? Because my brothers like watching wrestling and she is always shouting at them about that. But obviously she has to go to work. So when she's at work, these people watch wrestling. So I'm like, you can control this. You do know that, right? But she just doesn't do it. She's always like, yeah, that's true. And then she doesn't do it. Black parents <laughs> will let you watch Generations with them, will let you watch Abu Uzala, Yonkel and Doleo, even though there might be scenes that are violent or a bit sexual or whatever. And then you wonder why then your kids now start acting a certain way, but you let them watch those things. You expose them to those things at a young age. If it says PG-13, it means PG-13. Don't be bringing seven-year-olds to watch TV shows that are rated 16 or 18. Hmm, true. And I don't, I, I mean, most parents don't even do that. I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember being told to go to the room because they want to watch Generations. They'll just Never. let me sleep. And when they kiss, they'll be like, close your eyes. <laughs> so already you know that this is not uh, something that I should be watching, you know. But how awkward would that be? <laughs> because and it sounds like, like, oh, you'll, you'll just shy away, nyana. And then they'll, they'll be looking at you if you're looking at the TV when people are busy. Hi, Black And then now they, they have the option to stop kids from doing that, but still they're not doing it. Exactly. And I feel, as we said, there's only so much you can control. Those are one of the like the options you can take to basically control what they're able to view on the TV. Um, also with Netflix, you can uh, lock, like you could choose like the kids option where they, they have access to only kids movies and stuff like that. But other things like maybe from a certain age or that contain this or that or that then like netflix would ask you for a password so at least you can also control that but now when it comes to their gadgets because now they have phones at a young age they can literally go to google and you know sometimes when you're on google and you're searching for something and then some what is it sexual ads pop up you can't you don't know when you enter this page a sexual ad's gonna pop up when i wanna pop dj now you can't you can't control that. So your kid might be doing research, homework, you never know, and then these sexual ads pop up. 
Um, but yo, but anyway, how would you deal with that? Because now this is what happens when young kids are, get addicted to pornography, especially like boys. But it, it can also happen to girls. The thing mm. is, you, you know, as a parent, like, like I don't know. And obviously, also a kid has a right to privacy. It's not like nobody likes having their phone searched. But I feel like it's important if your child is like very young to maybe here and there take the phone and go to Google and check their tabs or their history to see if there's no funny business there. But the thing is, you won't always be there 24-7 yet. No, that's what I'm saying. You get to take the phone and search the history, the search history. Obviously, you're not going to be home the whole time, but you could be able to, like, later on when you come back or once a week you take the phone to check. But at the same time, that's that's a lot of admin and... Yeah, yeah. And like <sighs> you said, the kids are smart. Eventually they'll know that, oh, it means mom searches my history. So they will know the delete option. So after doing that, they'll delete. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, that's there's just problem. so much you can do. But at the end of the day, I think there's just they're just going to be exposed to nudity at some point or another. And definitely it's going to happen at a young age. This is where it comes to the the last topic that you're going to talk about, where men now see us as sexual objects. Hmm. Guys, this thing starts also at a young age. Because now if you get hooked onto pornography or you're watching all these movies and stuff, these movies always portray women as sex objects. Pornography always, always portrays women as sex objects. So if you are exposed to this as a young kid or a tween or a teenager, you basically now start looking at women in that way. That is why women who dress like whores will always get like sort of violated or things like that. Because if she's out here dressed and exposing her butt and her boobs are all out there, automatically in a man's head, you kind of see those those porn clips that you always watch, mm. you know? Obviously, I'm not saying, I'm not justifying their behavior. It's wrong. You still have to learn to control yourself as a man and not treat her however, you know, based on what she's wearing. But I'm saying those things actually do contribute they do. So now if your kid is exposed to those things at a young age, they're going to start sexualizing women and they're going to grow up with that mentality. And then you're going to wonder where did this thing come from? Also, if you like grown men, now with the movies that we watch, women are portrayed in a certain way. They got to look sexy. Um, they got to be doing all these things for play vibes. Now they hooked onto pornography. They see all these things. Now that is the behavior they are expecting. Now, when you dress hoeish vibes, that's how they're going to treat you at first glance, yes. would say. First time experience, they might most probably treat you like that, especially if you guys are at a club. Like, you know, I mean, if you're a prostitute and you're by the street, if you really want a nigger to stop, you can't be there dressed with your long skirt and long <laughs> sleeve top. Like, uh, why are you crazy? You have yeah, to show yeah. a lot of skin because that is the job title. You got to show a lot of skin. So that's why men will sexualize women when they are dressed like that. I'm not justifying their behavior, but I'm just stating facts here, guys. That's just how it is. So at the same time, don't you think that us as women also contribute to men sexualizing us? 
Because, I mean, think about it. If we keep posting these things on Instagram where we like showing too much skin, sexy poses, yada, 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 what kind of image are we creating? Yeah. And obviously, if you're going to post like that, expect your DMs to flow, Vel. I mean, even mm. your comment section will be, yo, it will be a mess, a hot mess. So obviously you are contributing to that. The next thing you'll be saying, oh, you're being harassed when you actually call that for yourself, you know? Yeah, and I'm not saying, the thing is, I think we have to also state, that's why I was like, I said it before. I'm not saying that it's okay for them to harass you. We're not saying that. It's not okay. People need to learn to shut up and <laughs> be disciplined. But um, what we're trying to say is, these things also contribute. Like what we do as women, we also provoke men. You have to know, Pumelana, yeah. you're half naked and you expect a man to not get aroused. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even, the thing I'm is not- with men, you don't, you don't even have to touch the man for him to get aroused. Just walk into the room. That's all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> if when you are dressed in that provocative manner, like, oh my gosh, like the, you, and you expect him to just, He's going to get aroused, but there are men who are disciplined who won't do anything about it. Then there are those who are going to be forceful. But what we're just trying to say is also with us and this nudity on social media and posting these things, we kind of are basically promoting uh, women being seen as sex objects. And it's I think now we're never going to have that back. Like we can't take that back anymore because, I mean, when we're, the way things are now, if you're always covering, then you're seen as lame or we are bored. Or like you need to show some Thai game, nyana, you know? <laughs> so the way things have changed, imagine when our kids are grown-ups. How, yo, how are things going to be at that time? Like, I feel like women are always going to be seen as sex objects. Like, there's no way that can now be taken back, especially now the way people just freely show off their bodies. Mm-hmm. it's done but one, thing, one thing that people don't really understand or girls actually is that if a man really wants you they will see your beauty even though you are fully dressed I mean you don't really mm. have to show skin or something no a man will still want you even if you're not dressed I mean even if you are fully dressed so you don't really have to uh, be naked just to draw men's attention so is there anything that you want to add on this topic or things that you'd like to leave the listeners with I think I've said so much and yeah like I, I can't necessarily say guys be dressed guys don't dress <laughs> <laughs> y'all will do you anyway like you'll do whatever you want to do and I can't be like acting like a saint and then you bump into me and I'm wearing like shorts and you're like how that game <laughs> <laughs> but like you're yeah, nice, so that's why I can't be telling y'all what to do but we're just trying to have a conversation to just make you guys think about these things but what do you want to add on uh, this is just a wish. I, I so wish that we can stop doing this and actually try to do better, teach the next generation that we need to be dressed. 
like we we need to put some respect on our bodies i mean on uh, in the bible god says that we should respect our bodies it is, it is the temple maybe we should try shifting onto that note it's just a wish i know maybe it might not happen but i so wish that would be the case for the sake of the next generation and our kids because I would hate to be dealing with a kid who's always hooked up into porn because of what they see on social media. And I don't want to deprive my kids from having access to phones because of uh, I already know what they'll be expo- they will be exposed to. So that's yeah. what I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, what Ish. would you like to leave our listeners with? Ish, unfortunately, I'm going to burst your bubble because I... <laughs> I, I I don't think that's ever gonna happen again. I think it's done. We already done, dude. <laughs> dude. Like even us, we already in no. Yeah, when Instagram Instagram has taken over, it is controlling the minds of many people. Cause now it's telling you gotta look a certain way. You gotta start putting makeup on. Why are you always natural? Natural is not enough. It's not telling you that. It's not, it's not explicitly saying, it's implicitly saying it. That mm. natural, not enough. If you want to get more likes and more followers, you got to you gotta beat that face. Ah, you always dress like, now you got to wear more tight clothes to show that body. Ah, blah, 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 blah. now you got to show more skin so they can see that body, so you can get that likes. Now you're always posing like this. You got to pose in a more sexy way. Like, mm. <sighs> It's just so much happening and these things are controlling our minds i won't lie i won't say i'm not a victim i am okay my instagram doesn't have crap but what i'm saying is <laughs> it doesn't mean i am not influenced it it, it it does something to your mind and that's why sometimes actually it's always important to take a break from social media yeah. and then come back because this thing is, is a lot it's heavy it's a lot it's doing things and i feel like the damage is already done. Like, there's no way these people are going to start dressing up, covering. It's done. Now Now there are people marching. Would say they have a right to wear whatever. If they want to wear and show off things, doesn't mean they are whores. Like, remember, I think last year there was a video trending where the girl was harassed at the taxi rank in Nelspreet. Um, because she was wearing, like, you see those bum shorts that reveal the, just the butt cheeks, like, at the bottom. Yeah, and then she was violated by the taxi drivers. Honestly, I did even tell you that, okay, I'm not being insensitive or whatever, and I'm not saying what men did, the, the taxi drivers did, it was right. It was wrong completely. But at the same time, I did say to you, but what was she expecting dressing like that at the taxi rank? And in no way, (laughs) you know, number one, you know how they are. Number two, you know how men are. Number three, you know, (laughs) like if you were at some fancy restaurant in Sanson, most Mm. probably like no one was going to like be out here touching your butt and was a text rank. Like I think that's why for me, we're even talking about this. I think in dress code, I'm not sure. Like sometimes you also just have to look where you're going because Mm. if, if you're going a certain to a certain place and you're wearing like revealing clothes and you have to take a taxi home, then you gotta change your outfit. 
Like we're living in South Africa, we can't run away from that fact. We can't run away from the fact that there are monsters out there. So you can't be out here marching and saying women have the right to dress whatever, however they want to dress. It's never gonna work in this land we live in. Like if you're gonna dress in a provocative manner, men are beasts, they will come for you. Like there's just like we just have to accept the truth. If you're gonna dress half naked at a taxi rank, they're gonna harass you. You like it, you don't like it, you march, you don't march they're going to yeah true maybe we should just have like like the future generation should be a group of girls who have that like the descending spirits that we have that we know that we're not supposed to just like this we know that we're not supposed to post this kind of things maybe if we can have like those group of individuals who are so disciplined and they put respect on their body Maybe that would be great. Yeah. Because with us, we know that we are exposed to these things, but like we see on Instagram, but we are not influenced. We still know that, no, we can't be this type of girls. We don't want to be posting such things. Mm. We've groomed ourselves to a point where we can't be influenced by what we see outside. Yeah, I think, anyway, but if, Mm. you know, if we could get, especially those who have bigger platforms and they are celebrities, if they could like promote that, and because I mean, they have a huge following platform, like there's so many people that would be influenced by that too and be like, yo, this person is always like covering up and this person's always like, hey, dude, this is my body. Only my man's supposed to see those kind of pictures, not the whole gram seeing those kind of things and at the end of the day i believe in god and i i feel like because now you know we live in a guys we are all a contradiction because we are just saying my body is a temple and at the same time like the whole body knows your body (laughs) they know your temple very well (laughs) they come and they pray on inside your temple you know what i'm saying it's a disaster it's a disaster dude and the worst part is we don't care anymore i feel like that's a scary thing we've gotten to a point where we don't care like i'm gonna post a picture in my lunch ray and i'm gonna be like god gave me this body and i'm just gonna flaunt it like now you're putting god in your captions when you're posting the things that he doesn't agree with and we don't we dude that's why i'm just like I don't know, but it's messed up. Yeah, it's it messed is. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was a heated topic, and I, I really like that we got to sit down and talk about it. Even though there's just little we can do, but I hope that our listeners will really learn a lot from what we said and sit down and think about it. would like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys so please feel free to send us a dm on instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes and also if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission please feel free to send us a dm as well thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to have you on our next next one.